What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Jamie Foxx in the movie Little Women, directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Sir Ronan. But first, let's talk about the career of actor Jamie Foxx. For me, Foxx is one of those guys like Neil Patrick Harris who is good at a lot of things, singing, acting, being a comedian. But for me, it's his movie stardom that I find the most fascinating. He comes off of starring in comedy shows like In Living Color and his own sitcom to star in a little-known movie called Any Given Sunday. Directed by Oliver Stone, starring Al Pacino, Dennis Quaid. So many movie stars are in this movie, and yet, Jamie Foxx gives the best performance of this movie. The word I would describe Jamie Foxx with is as a showman. He is a showman, and you first see glimpses of that in this movie. The scene where he vomits before playing... that. That's just Jamie Foxx delivering a powerhouse performance in his first ever movie, holding his own against Al Pacino. And then he stars in the movie Ali with Will Smith, directed by Michael Mann. I mean, his collaboration with director Michael Mann is probably his most famous collaboration with the director. He also starred in Michael Mann's movie Collateral with Tom Cruise. That is a great performance as Jamie Foxx plays a taxi driver who is just brought into an insane situation. That movie is a must-see if you are a fan of Jamie Foxx as an actor. For me, it's the most recent Jamie Foxx movies that are the most Jamie Foxx to me. When he is playing an out-of-this-world insane supporting character in a movie like Jarhead and Horrible Bosses. In Jarhead, he is just yelling at Jake Gyllenhaal. It is some of the best scenes ever. Jamie Foxx is so good at playing over-the-top characters. I mean, his character in Horrible bosses. I can't say his name because it's inappropriate. It's one of the funniest appearances in a movie ever. I think Jamie Foxx has that energy when he plays these characters. Like, they're not people who can carry a movie, but for a few minutes, Jamie Foxx can just bring magic to a movie. I think his best leading performance is undoubtedly in Django Unchained. I mean, that Quentin Tarantino movie. He's out acting Leonardo DiCaprio, even though Christoph Waltz is the one who won the Oscar. To me, Jamie Foxx gives the best performance in that movie. He's really good at playing a cool person, and Django is by far the coolest person Jamie Foxx has played, and Jamie Foxx is super cool while playing him. I mean, even though Jamie Foxx has been nominated for two Oscars, both in the same year for Ray and Collateral, he won for the movie Ray, which is fine. I think Jamie Foxx is underrated because his recent performances don't get the love that they deserve. Again, he wasn't nominated for Django. I think he's excellent in that. You know what also he's great in? Baby Driver as the co-villain of the movie Baby Driver with John Hamm. He is amazing in that role. Again, he's not the lead in that movie. He gets to be nuts. His scenes with Andrew Ansel Elgort are all-time great in that movie. The scene where his character dives in that movie is nuts. I mean, that is just an underrated Jamie Foxx performance. That that character is a lot like the character he plays in Horrible Bosses, but yet it's so different that I find both of them so interesting that he's developed into this guy who, again, Jamie Foxx can be the boring leading man, but he's more interesting when he's playing the out-of-this-world nuts 
supporting character in movies like Jarhead, Baby Driver, and Horrible Bosses. That's where I want to see Jamie Foxx as that guy who can take over a movie for 10 to 15 minutes and then let the lead character take it over. Like, I think that's where Jamie Foxx is at his best. Because I think Jamie Foxx steps up his game when he is acting with other greats. Any given Sunday, Al Pacino, Ali with Will Smith, Collateral with Tom Cruise, Jarhead with Jake Gyllenhaal, Horrible Bosses with Jason Bateman, a comedic legend, Django Unchained with Leonardo DiCaprio and Christoph Waltz, Baby Driver, Ansel Elgort, John Hamm. I mean, when there are other movie stars around, Jamie Foxx ups his game. I also think he just transcends any genre. I mean, look at these movies, Any Given Sunday, Drama, Ali, a drama, Ray, a drama, Collateral, like a thriller, Jarhead, comedic but dramatic, Horrible Boss is a comedy, Django Unchained, kind of a western, Baby Driver, a comedic drama. I mean, he can fit in any type of movie. None of these movies are similar. He can fit in any genre and deliver great performance after great performance. He's also the type of guy who it's hard to pick what his best role is. I mean, he's great in all these movies. Again, Any Given Sunday, his first movie might be his most memorable. Ali, he kind of steals the movie from Will Smith at one point. Ray, he won the Oscar, but some people find that overrated. Collateral, he's going toe-to-toe with Tom Cruise, even though I do think that's Tom Cruise's. That's underrated Tom Cruise right there. Jarhead, he's just out of this world nuts. Again, Django Unchained, an underrated performance. Baby Driver. I also think that that can play to his death detriment at times because being a movie star, he is in some of these movies that aren't so memorable. He of course was in Miami Vice, which is a huge bust. I mean, there are points where he makes the wrong decisions. He's not always great at picking his roles, but when it hits, it hits, and you're reminded of how great he is as an actor. Like last night, I saw Django Unchained for the first time, and I go, wow, this guy is way better than I thought he was, and I was excited to do this podcast about him. I saw the movie Collateral recently, and I was like, wow, this guy is better than I thought he was. But then you can see Miami Vice, and you can go, wow, that guy's not so good. So he's kind of a polarizing figure, because there can definitely be arguments about whether or not he's a great actor. I think he is a great actor, and I think these movies prove that he is. Any Given Sunday, Ray, Collateral, Ali, Jarhead, Horrible Bosses, Django Unchained, Baby Driver. If you watch these movies and still don't think Jamie Foxx is an exceptional acting talent, then you and I have a huge disagreement. I think he is a great actor. He is a really good movie star, but an even better actor in my mind. And I wish he picked better movies to be a great actor in because I think he he's one of those guys who's fighting against being a movie star and being an actor. When he is an actor, I think it works out best for him. When he's a movie star, he has busts like Miami Vice. I think Jamie Foxx is one of those guys where he's on screen, you watch what he is doing. No matter Al Pacino's on screen with him, no matter if Leonardo DiCaprio's on screen with him, no, no matter if Tom Cruise is on screen with him. Jamie Foxx is at all times the most interesting and one of the most talented people on screen. You have to see what he 
is doing, no matter if it's a leading role, the supporting role, whether he's in a movie for 10 minutes or an hour, he will have an impact on that movie. That's the best thing I can say about the career of Jamie Foxx. So go see his movies if you haven't, because Jamie Foxx is one of the best actors working today. Now let's switch gears and talk about Little Woman, the movie directed and written by Greta Gerwig. It is, of course, a remake and of the adaptation of the original classic novel. If you haven't seen that original or you haven't read the book, here's a quick synopsis. Joe March desperately wants to be a writer. The only problem is she lives in a time where women have a tough time making a living and marriage is thought to be inevitable. With the help of her sisters, she tries to break the mold. This is, of course, one of those movies nominated for Best Picture at the upcoming Oscars. There's a lot of things about this movie I really, really loved. But first, I gotta talk about Cersei Ronan, who gives another tremendous performance. She has four Oscar nominations at 25 years old. That says it all. He's been nominated for the movies Atonement, Brooklyn, Lady Bird, and now Little Women. It's looking like she may not get that Oscar this year, but this is coming. Like, this is inevitable that Saoirse Ronan is going to wind up with an Oscar because she is giving great performance after great performance. Last year, she was in Mary Queen of Scots, a performance I thought should have been up for Oscars. Like, this is one of the best actresses working today. All of her performances are so unique. I recently watched the 1994 movie with Winona Ryder playing Joe March, and the similarities and differences between Saoirse Ronan's Joe March are fascinating. It's so great to see two of the best actresses of their generation play the same roles and see how different they are. And everyone is talking about how Joaquin Phoenix is the second person to be nominated for playing the Joker, other than Heath Ledger. Well, guess what? Saoirse Ronan nominated for an Oscar. Winona Ryder was nominated for an Oscar in 1994. It is cool that two of the best actresses ever have been nominated for Oscars for playing the role of Joe March because it is such a great role to play. Then you have Timothy Chalamet play Laurie. Again, 1994, Christian Bale played Laurie. It's just so cool to see great actors play a role and then to see the great actors of this generation take on the mantle of that role. And I think Timothy Chalamet does a great job. I think he's kind of the comedic re- relief throughout the movie. Of course, he has some serious moments with Saoirse Ronan. I could see the two of them break up for 10 more movies. They broke up in the movie Lady Bird. They break up in Little Women. Well, she rejects his proposal. Spoiler alert. That's just so great. I could see them go through this breaking up, being back together thing over and over again. I think they're the type of duo that I want to see do movie after movie after movie together because I think their chemistry is great and it's evolving. It's getting better the more they're in scenes together. In Lady Bird, you get a few scenes because he's not in the movie that much, but in this movie he's in a lot of it with her and it just works so well the evolution of that chemistry I want to see more of it I think it's like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone I want to see more and more and more of them as a couple as again breaking up I could see them break up for 10 more movies and I think it would still be equally entertaining I definitely think he should have received his second Oscar nomination for supporting actor for this movie I think what he does in this movie is rare it's unique it's different Again, he there's, there's a scene where he's playing drunk. I think it's amazing what he does in the scene. I just think he's one of the more interesting actors. It's announced he's going to play Bob Dylan in a movie. This 
guy is taking chances. The movie Dune's coming out. He was just in The King. Timothy Chalamet is young, and he's using his movie stardom to make interesting choices. Again, this kid is making unique and interesting choices. When it'd be so easy for him to just join a Marvel movie, he's making interesting choices. He should be rewarded for that. Give him an Oscar nomination. He's amazing in this movie. Then you have Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, and Elizabeth Scanlon are great as the other March sisters, Meg, Amy, and Beth. Each of them got their own little story arc in the movie. It wasn't just all dominated by Saoirse Ronan as Joe. I mean, all of them. Florence Pugh was nominated for an Oscar for playing Amy. I think she was great in the movie. But again, I'm just going to say this. She should have been nominated for Midsommar. She's really good in Little Women, but she's a thousand times better in the horror movie Midsommar which I talked about on this podcast recently. So check that one out. I think she's better in that movie. I also think she was better in Fighting With My Family. She's fine in Little Women. I mean, Emma Watson's had a pretty unique career after Harry Potter. She was in the movie Noah with Russell Crowe. She she was, of course, Belle in Beauty and the Beast. I think she's one of those actresses who's going to make big blockbuster movies, but then go back to those smaller movies like this, like Little Women. Even though it's a studio movie, it feels smaller than the way she was going. I think Emma Watson's making some really unique choices here too. And this movie also has a very unique, stellar veteran supporting cast. Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper, Laura Dern, nominated for an Oscar. Meryl Streep, has won Oscars. Chris Cooper has been an Oscar-worthy guy in the past. I mean, these... I think he's won an Oscar for the movie adaptation. These... They're all really great in this movie. It's really interesting the path that Meryl Streep is on right now, where she's no longer the lead of movies. It feels like she's just coming into a movie. Kind of like I was saying with Jamie Foxx, like she's just kind of coming into a movie... And being a powerful presence for like 10 to 15 minutes. She did that in Mary Poppins Returns. She does the same thing in Into the Woods. Like I think this is what her movie career is right now. Is these small supporting character roles. It's interesting. I also, again, she's not the best thing in the movie. But she does add to it. I think Chris Cooper is really great. He gives the piano to Beth. I think that's one of the best scenes in the movie. Laura Dern was good in this movie, but she was way better in Marriage Story, which is the movie she's going to win the Oscar for. Like, I thought Laura Dern was great. Susan Sarandon played this character in the 1994 movie. I mean, again, so many great actors have played these roles before. It's just interesting to see other people play these roles. Now I want to talk about Greta Gerwig, the writer-director. She is a great director, a fantastic writer of dialogue. She could not have made two better films to start her career as a writer-director with Lady Bird and now Little Women. She's on her way to being the very best director working today. I think she's really on that path. And the number one reason why I think she's on that path is because she's found that actress who most likely is going to star in most of her movies, Saoirse Ronan. That's why Martin Scorsese is thought of to be the best director ever, because he had Robert De Niro star in movies like Taxi Driver and Goodfellas. And now Greta Gerwig has her muse, if you will, in Saoirse Ronan, who will be the lead in most of her movies going forward. I would assume so. She was great in Lady Bird. She's great in Little Women. I mean, 
This is a collaboration. These two are becoming the best director-actor duo working today. Again, Martin Scorsese has Leonardo DiCaprio now too, but this to me is even better than that. Two movies together, two Oscar nominations for Best Pictures, two individual Oscar nominations for both of them. I mean, this is the this is the writer, this is the director-actor duo of the future moving forward. I mean, even Noah Baumbach has Adam Driver. When a great director finds a great actor to pair with, that's when you get great movie after great movie, and that's what I think we're going to get moving forward here. Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan are by far to me the best director actor duo working in it. If these two come out with a movie I have to see it instantly based on the fact that Lady Bird and Little Women are masterpieces. I also love that there was a terrific twist with Joe March's writing career in this movie. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the Joe and Beth relationship. Joe reading to her when she is sick on the beach is one of the best moments in the film and the two scenes where Beth is sick in bed and Joe is there for her. One scene is happy and the other scene is incredibly sad but both are extremely moving like just the two scenes the opposite and the similarities between the scenes are to me all time great. I also think the Joe and Amy dynamic is fascinating. Amy personally thrives and Joe creatively thrives. They both want what the other one has throughout the movie. Like Amy wants to be an artist. She wants to be creatively powerful, I guess. And Joe, at the end of the movie, is thriving creatively, but wants to be better socially. Like, they both have what the other one wants. I think that was a powerful contrast between the characters that I never realized before. Like, I don't get that from the 1994 movie, but I really get that with this one. Again, I really like the 1994 movie, but I think this movie is better at showing the ups and downs of Joe's career as a writer. Again, I talked about this on Tolkien last week, just to see the writing process. Like, Joe has a love-hate relationship with writing that Beth tries to get her to do it, and then after Beth dies, she struggles with it. She thinks she's just going to become a teacher. She gives up on writing. There's a scene where she gets criticized for her writing, like she's never been criticized before that relationship between writing and why you are writing to me is fascinating and this movie explores it in what I think is a brilliant brilliant way listen there are a lot of people who are going to say why do I need a remake of a movie that was made in 1994 and I understand that but Greta Gerwig added her own twist to it it has Saoirse Ronan it has Timothy Chalamet it has Emma Watson and has Florence Pugh Meryl Streep Laura Dern Chris Cooper movie star after movie star there's a little bit of a time twist there which is kind of hard to follow at times but I enjoyed it like I think there was a reason for this movie to be made because of how relatable what Joe March is going through and how that director has a relationship with his lead character. Like Greta Gerwig has similarities with Joe March. She's a writer-director in a world that's mostly dominated by men. Like we still have those issues today. And to go back there and see this classic story in a different way, I think it is somewhat similar to the 1994 movie. But there's a reason this movie is here. 
here, and I think it is unique enough to stand on its own. For instance, it's visually spectacular to watch. Just the look of the movie is good enough, and then the dialogue. I mean, no one is better at dialogue than Greta Gerwig at this point. I think this movie shows the powerful bond between siblings. I also think that proposal scene where Laurie proposes to Joe is just so different than the 1994 movie. I mean, there's so many scenes that you've seen before, but just to see them in this new light is just interesting to me. I think this movie deserves to stand on its own again. I understand that whole why are we remaking everything, but I think this is one of those rare remakes that deserves to have its place, and there's a reason it's not for Best Picture at the Oscars, and I would not be ma- be mad at all if this won Best Picture, because I really think it's worthy of that title. The movie also has a fantastic ending to the journey of Joe March, but it's also the beginning of Joe March in a way. She's starting her writing career by the end of the movie, and again, just that relationship between her writing career, I think that's the most fascinating thing about this movie overall, is Joe March and her writing in a world where Again, there's a scene where she's trying to sell her writing to somebody and he tells her this character needs to be married. And that's still so true today by most people's standards. And I think some people would also say this is probably a boring, dull period drama. It's not. It's entertaining. It has great scenes. There's a great scene where they go to the beach. This movie has everything. An all-star cast, Sir Sharon and Timothy Chalamet, Emma Watson, again, Florence Pugh, Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper... Laura Dern. This movie has it all. I highly recommend you check out Little Women because I think it'll be worth the watch. It's so endlessly entertaining and it's about something. It's about something that matters I feel like. I feel like it's one of the best movies of 2019 by far. And not seeing it because it's a remake would be a mistake. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week, I put the spotlight on actor Jamie Foxx in the movie Little Women. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actress Kristen Stewart in the movie John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 